And we are back for another quarantine edition of the Par Train. Strats with the family. It's just Evan Serm. Um, if this is one of your first times hopping on the train, this show is all about taking golf lessons to life lessons. Okay, we're using golf as a learning platform. We're trying to take things that we learn on the course, apply them to your life. And um, this episode is kind of a funny take on a mini series that we normally have, which is called Out of the Office. We did it with Sand Valley in Wisconsin. And we're planning to do it with a lot of others, other resorts and famous golf courses that we were traveled to and kind of give you guys a lowdown on, you know, how we got there, what maybe some travel tips, best takeaways. Obviously what? right now, travel <laughs> is not really an option, but it's fun to think about it, right? Everybody wants to think about when can we get back to normal? So we thought it'd be fun to maybe look at the top 10 destinations to go to for when we get out of this COVID situation. Yeah. And so I think it's a little, I mean, we're thinking about the game more than ever, right? So you and I were not playing, right. you know, because the courses really haven't been open. They're starting to reopen, but yeah. getting to play again, getting to practice again, but then, like, oh, where do you, would you like to travel to? Or what courses that have been on your list? You know, you feel like you got to get to sooner than later because there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Yeah. <laughs> and before we dive in, um, we should probably talk about Roback, our proud partner. Uh, we've is. got a, you're wearing Go a hat right now. He loves it. He loves, I mean, fits, fits great. Fits great. Wicks a lot of moisture, you know? Jess got one too. We've, we've got a couple. Oh yeah, she got also the, uh, the poly fits great. We've got a new code actually. We've got a new code twenty percent off at roback.com called Stay Home, and you guys just got a dog bandana product line we haven't talked about before. We got the crimson bandana for Tula. She wears it well. She's on she's on the Insta on the gram. Um, it's great. Um, get get the dog bandanas bunker. Rhodesian Ridgeback. It sounds like you might be getting a Rhodesian Ridgeback. I want one. I think you were convinced by the Roadback crew to get one. Yeah. But uh, dog bandanas are great. The hats, this is the first hat I've got. They're great. Um, you know, I'm on fire with the long sleeves, as you know, with the collar. I know you've been. Yeah, I like long the performance tees. Yeah. Can't go wrong, right? Yeah. Let me actually read you guys a quote. I got this today, actually, from a good friend, Sam Waters in LA. Shout out. Um, he texts me and says, quote, he just got a big shipment um, using our code, stay home, of Roback Love here. Because, you Thank know, you we're, we're trying to stay active. And the performance tees and also the polos to, like, wear on Zoom calls, it's like the perfect combination because you could work out it's in un- both, really. It's unbelievable. Um, he texts me today at 1.57 p.m. The only thing I dislike about the Roback T-shirt, and then I got those three dots, I was waiting oh, for yeah. it. He Good. says, is that I didn't order more. Wow. I mean, if that's not an endorsement enough. The, I mean, if the Roback team needs more endorsements, that's the one. <laughs> that's it. So go to Roback.com, enter the code STAYHOME, 20% off, yep. and get yourself some, some comfortable wear. I find that when I get good workout gear, I'm talking about the performance tees right now, I'm more likely to want to work out. And so use that For as sure. an incentive and get yourself active during this time. For sure. The best. All right, so we're going to talk about our top 10 
Um, and we're probably going to go back and forth a little bit because we've both played a lot of different courses. We haven't had too much overlap, actually, which should probably make this good because we'll cover a lot. But um, I know you wanted to start off with maybe the thing you've missed most about the game of golf before we dive into our destinations. Yeah. I mean, it's been, I don't know, March 15th, I think, was stay at home here in Chicago. And uh, spring weather is just not good here too either so but but come this time around march april you start getting out to play a couple times a week or catch a warm day but like you know until uh, until this past week you can start playing in twosomes but uh it's still pretty strict about you know getting an opportunity to play there's no driving ranges so a couple things you know we wanted to talk about we're like what have you missed most you know about the game and and for me starting off it's simple as going to the range you know, whether, you know, after work or on a Saturday, I mean, it's always been my favorite. I've always liked to practice. Great stress reliever. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is just like when you go to the range, like, to work on something, I miss that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I've been wanting to work on. <laughs> you know, I've had this day. one thing that I saw on <laughs> Luke Donald's Instagram. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's had some great, great lessons. Yeah, I've been I've been like practicing this one thing and I'm like it feels so easy right now, but I know that when you're actually going to like put it to practice, it's a totally different game. But right. that's when, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's you 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 do the shadow swings in your apartment. Then you go to the range and work on it. Then you're like, "Okay, now I got to go to the course, right?" But yeah. we can't even get from the apartment to the range. Right. Right. Um I think, you know, playing with playing with friends and family too, like it's the best excuse to get together with people you, you know, you, you enjoy being with. Yeah. So that's been, uh, so for me, it's my brothers, right? You know, yeah. my family, cause we grew up playing together as kids. That's, you know, and we, th- those are our good reasons to get together. Um, the competition's great out there. And the, the thing with golf is, is, you know, you don't need to be playing with people, your ability. If you got to force something, you got guys of all abilities, you can find a way to team up and compete and gamble. Miss it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some buddies who love to do that. We can, you know, and it's the best form of, it's the best form of gambling for me. You know, if Ryan Winehouse, our buddy was on this pod, he might tell you that, you know, going to the casino and you know, playing, playing blackjack is right. But the course, so I miss that, you know, and then for me working in sales, you know, spending time with clients, you know, great thing to do. Great way to be like, spend time with, your clients and get to know them, you know, because you get six hours with yeah. them. So, you know, that might all change. You know, we might see a, but who knows? It's do you, just, do it's you see a, a correlation culture. with business from your clients with the number of up and downs that you have? So if your short game is on better display, do you find well, that you, your business ramps up? Well, I think it's a, I think it's a fair point. Uh, but we're, most client golf, not all, is scrambles, and mm. you don't want to be getting up and down, you know, yeah. in scrambles. Yeah. <laughs> now, if we now if we really need to, if it's a windy day out there and we miss the green, it helps when you get that part. Right. What about you, Ev? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's the the range is definitely still number one for me. I've realized like that's what I've been itching to get out. And, and practice the most just because, you know, my game wasn't in a great spot before this all happened anyway. So it's like, and, that, and that's been well documented on this show. True. 
Yeah, I've talked about it a lot, probably too much. Um, but after just going out and like testing it again, seeing where you're at. I mean, a lot of us were probably wondering if we can even hit a ball right now. You know, it seems so foreign. So it's going to be interesting. I, here's, here's one challenge I would make to everyone. Something I want to think about. I think we were talking about before we started recording. I am so excited just to be out there again. But it's interesting to see how quickly you're going to go from excitement and gratitude to frustration because we're all so rusty. Like, how many holes is it going to take? Hopefully, none. Um, until you you're like, Rory? until you're like, hating the game again. Did you, you see know? Rory on the range? I think it was yesterday. No. First time hitting balls after seven weeks. And it's like I still got it. I mean, you're just <laughs> ripping. <laughs> Your backwards hat, shorts, just ripping it. So <laughs> you might want to watch that. A lot of people, that's a really good thing. You know, it's fresh. Um, you're not thinking about anything. You're just kind of going with your right, instincts. Thinking about just being smooth, right? Yeah. Like tempo. Yeah. Um, and also, I've got a group, Sam, who I mentioned in yeah, the you've intro. Got, you've got pretty. You've got weekly games with Strat. Like we would Strat, Sam, and Chris are like my core um, group. We'd go and play like an executive course on Friday mornings before work. And we, it's just one of those groups where every time you play, it, it makes no difference how you play. We just always laugh the entire time. Um, yeah. That's something we miss or that I miss. But um, let's, talk, let's talk courses. Let's talk destinations. Wow. Uh, yeah. How do we want to do this? You want me to list my five, you list your five, and then we'll go into each? Or do you want to go back and forth? Well, we can go back and forth and kind okay. of preface what the, the, your five is why it's on your mind and what you've been thinking, then I'll dive in and okay. forth. All right. So I know we've ranked our, each of our five a little bit differently. Um, which is good, which is yeah, fun. I've ranked my five based on a few things. Um, and we can debate this a little bit. Like it's the question of what makes you go, tr what makes you travel for a, a golf trip, right? Is it the course itself or is it more about the destination and everything else it offers, right? So some of my picks have to do with the fact that great, amazing courses, but also I can do a lot of stuff there or it's near other things. If a, guy, if, if a buddy's trip wants to like parlay it into a night somewhere the night before or travel, have other things in close proximity, right? So mine is kind of like- or, yeah. oh. Outdoor activities, right? Yeah. So mine's kind yeah. of like the best for buddies trips. Um, whereas it might not be, well, it's also a course, but what do you think? Like what's more important to you before we dive in? Is it the actual course? Yeah. Versus like destination? Well, I think it's, yeah, I think it's two strong reasons for me. And then it's, it's, it's the course or the courses, but it's also your, your guys you're going with. You're, you do these things once or twice a year because they're people you don't typically get to see, right? High school buddies or college buddies. Yeah. And then if the, uh, if the add-ons, which I call like, you know, outdoor activities or a cool city or a cool town can come into play, great. But, but that's a second the, tier for you. For me, get the right group, one. Two, find the right course for courses. And then... It's kind of follow a fall-off, but can be important. Follow-up question for you. 
does the group dictate the destination? Like, would you pick um, better, harder courses if you're going with all of your college golf teammates versus more of a mixed bag of, you know, 15, 20 handicaps mixed in with the scratch? Does that make a difference? I think, I think it does in terms of hard. Like, like but he, let's say it was me and all my college teammates and we're all good players. We're not necessarily trying to play a hard course. We're yeah. just trying to play fun courses. Right. But if, if it's a mixed bag of handicaps, I'm not going to go play Pete Dye golf courses. Right. Right. Where <laughs> there's trouble everywhere <laughs> because then you're going to be out there forever. Right. Right. Like, it's not fun. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's not fun for everybody. Right. Even for guys who don't play a ton or like, right. Like maybe you go find some courses that are just good and unique, but you know, not overly hard. In sense. Right. But this yeah, is maybe you. that's about, these are my takes. <laughs> maybe this it, maybe this time more than ever reiterates the fact because we can't play right now, it reiterates how important going and having fun is. And maybe that'll influence architecture moving forward. I know that the Kaisers, some of the properties we'll talk about, meant to build fun golf courses versus exactly. really hard, right? And they and they have strategized around the ideal buddies trip, which you're very passionate about. Sand yeah. Valley's a great example. Yeah. You played there. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So now you know kind of like what has informed yeah. both. There's a lot of buildup for this <laughs> ranking. I'm, well, I, I appreciate you guys sticking around <laughs> uh, if we haven't lost it yet. So, you guys, you guys still out there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to list my fifth, and then you're going to list your fifth, and we're going to go back and forth. Okay. Cool. Cool. My number five is you could call, uh, let's just say Kapalua. Kapalua is, I'll just say Kapalua and then I'll let you say yours. Then we'll go back and forth. And this is in Maui. Kapalua Plantation Course in Maui, Hawaii. You've played there. I've played there. And also, another thing we should say real quick is part of this list is you desperately want to go back. Right. It you left you, you wanting more. Yeah. Or, yeah, you've been there and it's a place you think about. You, know. you think about it. Yeah. I yeah, think about yeah. Kapalua because it is, to me, we actually had the head pro of Kapalua on the podcast years ago. And we That's called right. it the most, the one PJ tour course you have to play before you die. Just because it's so beautiful. I don't know if there's a more beautiful course, maybe in the world, with the island and, and the bright blue water all around, crazy I mean, elevation change. Hawaii feels like you're just... No, it's right? really expensive. And, and there's a PGA Tour field there, which right. is cool too, right? Right. That's so another thing I love. Yeah. I'm but glad you mentioned good, that. I think that's a good point though, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually love playing somewhere that I can then watch on TV for years because it's like, oh, wow, I'm norm- I was down there. Look how much farther the pros were. Or I actually was down there, you know? Or where are these tee boxes in relation to where I play? So I think Kapalua is as beautiful as it is good of a course. It's a lot of elevation change, a lot of blind shots. You definitely want to go with someone that's played before or, like, hopefully, yeah. like, you can get some advice from the pro sure. where you go because there's a lot of blind shots um but it's like if you hit in the right spot you could be like dustin when he almost made a hole in one on a part four 
Like you could be all the way down and it's just like as carefree as around, but it's tough too. Cause the wind goes the opposite direction of the fairways. Um, and so like, let's say a fairway is like this, you want to hit it up the left side, but the wind's going right to left. So it's, it's tough, but I mean, it's just so beautiful. And, you know, it's one of those courses that you want to play again because it's one of those courses that rewards people that have played there multiple times. And so the beauty For mixed sure. with that and just being in Hawaii is like an amazing place. Tougher for a, for a buddy strip because it's so expensive. Right. Um, but, you know, later in life or if you're with family and you can take the wife out there or just go with whoever, amazing. That's, that's my fifth. Um, for me, uh, first course I think about is Rock Creek Cattle Company, which is in Deer Lodge, Montana. Oh. You know, I've gotten the chance to, to spend some time there and play there with my family. Um, and Evan Schiller, part-train alum who we've had on the show, featured Rock Creek Cattle Company in his most recent calendar. Um, it's a time-built design. You know, I mean, Montana was it just, you know, prior, you know, this was seven, eight years ago, but I had never really played out in the Northwest. And Ev, you and I were talking about this, that it's, a, it, it's fun. Like, it's challenging in spots. It's risk-reward. You get wide open holes. You're looking at the mountains, big elevation, um, short par fours where do I hit driver? You know, do I hit, you know? Um, is that technically, is that an altitude? At altitude, you can hit it far. I mean, you can, you can shoot low out there. Um, yeah. But um, it just tempts you enough on holes where you get in trouble. And, you know, it's, it's, it's cool because it's in the foothills. So you can see the white caps. Uh, it's not, so it's, there's good elevation. It's not extreme elevation. Like you could get like maybe more so in Colorado. Um, but um, it's just super cool. You know, what is the elevation there? You know, I don't even, like I don't 3, even know. Maybe uh, you definitely are getting 10 more yards. You're okay. definitely getting 10 more yards on the tee. Um, what's also kind of cool and interesting. You can get this on some of these courses that we're talking about. You can't see another hole from the hole you're on. And, uh, mm, I love and that. I think there's cool arguments to both, right? Cause we could talk about old school golf and tree line, yeah. but like there's something about being at peace, right? So like, if I'm, yeah. you know, if you're cooped up here and living in Chicago or LA in our apartments and like quarantine, where would you want to get to? <laughs> right? Like extreme natural right. beauty. Yeah. So, so that's just, that's, I guess that's a start for me. For this list. That's, that's I've a big play there. And I think about it, you know? That's a big part for me is natural beauty that I find the courses I remember and love the most. It gives I, I me know, like I noticed a, that about your list. Yeah. It gives me like a spiritual response yeah. when I'm there. And real quick, before we go to our, our number fours, um, I love having the debate of like your favorite kind of golf, like mountain, right. desert, ocean, forest. Um, City. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, tree line. I mean, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. What do you think about, like, do you, do you have a favorite genre or you, you like the variety? I think it's, I think if I had to, yeah, I like old school tree line golf. If I had to do it every day of my, like, so like a Medina. Yes. Like a Medina. And that's, you know, very Chicago, very New York, right? Like, but we talk about these lists, right? You talk about what really becomes memorable. Yeah. 
you know. But I tell you what, I don't like. I I don't really we, I don't really like Pete Dye. I don't like um, big target golf. Lots of trouble. Lots of you know the the golf course can be beautiful. But I don't I don't really like these kind of um, fake links courses that are um, built around uh, uh, you know wind and you know high grass. Right. When you don't have like a favorite genre. When there's when there's no water right there. Like when there's no like lake or ocean, right? Like Yeah. But it's but you know, but those are but they can be still beautiful places. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I find that mountains and forest give me being in the forest, that's why what's it called again? Rock Rock Creek. Rock Creek Cattle Company. Such a cool name, yeah. by the way. Um yeah. and I've been wanting to go there ever since I saw the pictures from Evan Schiller's instagram but um the fact that you're like in the trees and big pines and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere but you also have like the hills and the mountains it's right. like to me that's like the right the i'm also i'm i haven't done a lot of it and not that i wouldn't don't have wouldn't have fun doing it i, I don't particularly love desert golf either got it um, yeah um and is that like because of the aesthetic or because it's it's inherently harder because there's not a lot of space you get into the shit and you're kind of in the well character. i mean a lot of a lot of desert golf is altitude you can't hit it further right the fairways yeah. run um it's just not really beautiful to me um you know and it just kind of um i don't know it's just my perspective it just seems less natural yeah. um i don't know you know it's well, could we could, we're also very biased based on our experiences, right? I, like I went to school in the desert, so sure, desert golf sure. brings back memories you felt, for me. You felt, and that's when you really got into golf, too. Yeah. Like, but I mean, more, you'll more, notice yeah. I don't have desert on my list. Right. Um, and I live by the ocean, so maybe I don't prioritize ocean golf as much because maybe I'm spoiled, you know, but um, we because I'm around we, it. But we digress. We digress. Okay. My number four. Um, so this is, I, I'm picking more of a destination for this one, but I'll mention individual courses within it. And you would probably not think that I would put this on a top five globally of where to go. And some people might freak out that it's even ranked ahead of Hawaii, but Branson, Missouri, and you, you know, I'm a Missouri boy, but this is not biased. Like Branson, yeah. Missouri, and we've talked about this before is turning into one of the top golf destinations in the world, especially in the country. Absolutely. And so we got to play Ozark National together. We got rained out. We didn't get to play the back nine. Back nine looks even better than the front. Um, Ozark National was just built by Cork Shaw in the yeah. last you know, couple years. And maybe, th what, three years or so? Um, yeah, two years ago, I think, yeah. yeah. And Buffalo Ridge, another amazing track. Um, up there with really any course I played. We played that twice when we were there. And then Tiger's new course, Payne's Valley, which is like the coolest name. Um, I love Payne Stewart. Yeah. Uh, all three of those are within 20 minutes of each other. And Branson, Missouri is like this. It's just really. Everything you think about Branson, forget about it, right? The country music, yeah. the old people. All right. Like, like, can you just put that in the back of your mind for a second? Exactly. Right? It's one of the most beautiful parts of the country, hard to get into, right? And now it's yeah. becoming about golf because of yeah. all this natural terrain. Yeah, it's like, I know everybody's like into the Ozark 
the show Ozark right now. We just started it. Right. Um, it's not like the Lake of the Ozarks by any means, but it kind of has that lake town vibe a little bit sure. of just vast nothingness, the country, and they're just turning it into like, every, I just love places. You'll see a theme where I'm going. I love places where you can go and you can hit three amazing championship style golf courses within 20 minutes. That's yeah. what I love. Yeah. Um, yeah because I like being able to play different places in one spot. And Branson, Missouri is up there for me. Well, that's a great point. And I'll elaborate because that's, I put Buffalo Ridge on my list, yeah. which is one of the courses you named. So going playing at Missouri State, that was one of our home courses. It was called Branson Creek. They actually changed the name to Buffalo Ridge. It was kind of really the first great course of the area. And now all these other courses are coming. And, you know, like you're in the foothills, high elevation, and it goes back to a theme. It's super fun, right? Yeah. It's hard in some spots, but you can really score in others. You can take chances. It gets windy on certain holes. Like uh, par fives are generally reachable. Uh, and then just, it's just, and then it's just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful landscape. It, um, so I'm throwing that on my list. And the other thing too, I've about, so is that your Branson. four? Yeah, it's four. Branson oh, wow. has a destination. The par three courses that we actually didn't take advantage of. Oh, yeah. Some of the guys we know have played them. Top of the Rock. Yeah. Which they've hosted, you know, PJ Tour guys and senior tour guys. Yeah. Nine holes, amazing par three. Um, you can have dinner up there. Even if you're not playing, they blow the cannon. And right. I, there's a little guy with uh, the, what do you call it? The, oh, they shoot the... Uh, well, they got the bagpipes playing and they bagpipes, shoot the cannon. Yeah. Yeah. That, and then also in Branson, Gary Player, which I, I think I recommended more, but we didn't do it. He has a 13-hole par three. Yeah, course. I've heard great things about that too. That's supposed to be amazing. So just so, jumping on the theme here, Buffalo Real Ridge. quick, real quick Tom to piggyback. Tom Fazio, did, Tom Fazio designed too. Yeah. Fantastic. The good thing about Buffalo Ridge that I like, to your point, is there's a lot of holes that are like – real downhill par four that you could hit a hybrid or a three or four iron off the tee and be, you know, 130, 140 out, or you could try and cut the corner. The third hole like is a great example. 40 yards out remember. with the driver. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the third hole, right? You can't see the green. It's kind of downhill. Yeah. Left. To the left. You pull out a driver and you can turn it over right to left. Yeah. You'd be greenside. Yeah. Right. But, or yeah, you can same thing. And, <laughs> and then like on that same token, there's a lot of those types of green. holes. So it's like, okay, am I going to just, can I, am I going to do this, right? right? Like, <laughs> but there's also like long downhill par threes, you know, where you yeah. got to hit like a four iron. So it's, it's a, I, a lot of people say like good, a good course is a course where you'll hit every club in your bag. I'd say Buffalo yeah. Ridge is one of them. Ozark National, by the time you're hearing this, Ozark National will probably leapfrog it just because when we played it, it was so new, it was so yeah. firm. Um, and we got downpoured on that I don't think it had really grown out yet. But the first hole at Ozark well, National yeah. is amazing. Just, I mean, you feel like just, you're above everything. Yeah, just, just, I mean, for those of you who are not keen of, or aware of what's happening in Branson of all places, a lot has happened. So we yeah. love Branson. We love Branson. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe both of us had Branson <laughs> as our first. We've got Missouri ties, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number three. This one. I really went back and forth of if this should be two or if this should be three. And I'll explain why it's not two when I announce number two. 
But Sand Valley in Wisconsin, you guys, if you want to know more about Sand Valley, listen to our Out of the Office podcast. Um, it's actually all about Sand Valley. And I actually took two of my buddies um, that go on my Ryder Cup trip with me every year in Palm Springs. We had them on. They had never been on the show. And so it's all three of us talking about our experience. And um, We also had Chris Kaiser. Yeah, and part Chris of the Kaiser, Kaiser family on the um, show to, to talk about. Yeah, that place. was another great interview that talks about this. But Sand Valley to me is the quintessential buddies trip destination. And here's why I say that. Um, I like, like to me, if whenever I, you know, get engaged to get married, um, I could see Sand Valley being a realistic place that I'd want to go for a bachelor party. Um, because it's got now it's got three amazing golf experiences, a par three course, and then two amazing courses with Sand Valley and then um, um, Mammoth Dunes. Um, and then they're also building a third, I think. Tom Doak. Sandbox, sandbox, too. Sandbox is the par three experience, which is yeah. crazy fun. And then I think Doak is building the third. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. In, which was in progress. And they showed us the site before it was built, and it was amazing. But here's what Sand Valley does so well. It was built, number one, you're in the middle of Wisconsin. You're, you're I think it's only like an hour, hour and a half from Madison. So we spent a night in Madison, which was fun, you know, being in a college town for a night, and then we drove down early in the morning. But Sand Valley was built to have fun. Right. Um, my buddy Matt said it perfectly. He said, Sand Valley is the course I would want to play every day. Mammoth Dunes, if I could only play one in my life, I would play Mammoth Dunes. Because Mammoth Dunes, like you said, with the course, I think it was uh, the Rock Creek Cattle Company in, yep. uh, in Montana, Montana, you can't see anything other than your hole. It's the biggest golf property, golf course I've ever seen. There's a reason why it's called Mammoth Dunes. And yet it's so much fun. Like the whole back nine, and I won't go into too much detail because we have a whole podcast about it, but the last thing I'll say is the whole back nine of Mammoth Dunes is drivable par fours, reachable par fives, fun short par threes, and it just does that after each right. other three times. And it's just so much fun. Not to mention the fire pits, the local food, the, well, kayaking, they got all the, uh, the four wheeling. Right, that's what I was saying. I haven't been there, but they got all the outdoor outdoor activities too, right? Grass, tennis courts. You can play, ten, you can play tennis. They grow their own food there. Yeah. There's, I mean, like, there's just all these kind of cultural and outdoor activities, like, to what you kind of get into. Like, if you're going to, where can you go that makes it easy to do other things if you want them? Right. And it's in the, you know what I love the most? Though? Maybe it's still the Midwest in me, and you're a Midwest guy. In Wisconsin, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin, as everybody knows, is becoming the new talk about golf destinations, yeah. right? You know, you think about the Branson, Missouri's, or literally all the the middle of nowhere Wisconsin's because they have such great land, right? Yeah. And, and the if Kaisers, you wanted to do have a vision, right? And if you wanted to do it, you could go Sand Valley for three days, two days, and play thirty six a day. You could do. And then drive to Kohler. You can play Whistling Straits, Aaron Hills. Um, but Sand Valley is really my number three. And it was tough. I really thought about putting yeah. it number two just because of how fun it is. But I'll explain why it didn't get number two. What's your number three? Yeah. So this is, of course, the probably 
a lot of people haven't heard of, but it's one that I played in college. And it's actually pretty highly ranked. It's called Squire Creek. Mm. And it's in Chaudron, Louisiana, which is hard to get to. So that? Northeast, northeast corner of Louisiana, just south of Texas, we played in Louisiana Tech's tournament there mm. multiple years. It's actually David Towns' home course, you know, PGA champ. Yeah. Um, and it's voted, I think it was voted the best course in the Deep South. The reason why it's so great to me, and I may never play there, it may never end up there ever again. But it was so great because I never played golf in the Deep South prior to my time in college. Like, I, I don't think I, I mean, I played, you know, I played Harbortown and South Carolina as a kid, which was amazing. Yeah. Could be on this list. It was just an amazing, like, it, it just a really, really cool experience. And, like, um, you know, but it's kind of a mix, right? Like, you're not in the mountains. You're not, like, in extreme high elevation. Um, but the Bermuda grass, the big bunkers, um, you know, seeing snakes and alligators on the course. And some of the holes are cut out of the trees. The plantation-style clubhouse. You know, it's, it's, it's so memorable to me. Yeah. I just – it's so – because – I mean, I, you, what are famous courses in the Deep South? The Robert Trent Jones Trails courses in Alabama? Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a ton, and it's always going to stick out for me. Um, so was it the golf, or was it the uniqueness of everything around the golf? Well, the- I mean, the, cor- the course is unbelievable. And here's something you're going to like. I've, David Thomas, when he would get ready for Augusta, he would practice at Squire Creek on oh. the greens because they're so fast. Really? <laughs> they're so fast. Are he they really, really undulated, in. too? Pretty undulated, pretty okay. undulated, um, but just the, the, you know, the downhillers, like there's a lot of second shots where the greens are just really high up, right? Yeah. And that's, that signifies a good PGA Tour course where you've right. got to hit your irons high. Um, so that, that course made my list uh, just because like, yeah, maybe a little bit of a different kind of culture experience, but uh, totally okay. cool. It's All right. Creek. Look, at, look it up. Number two. I had to go abandon, and this probably won't be a surprise to a lot of people. Maybe it's a surprise that it's not one. Um, but like I said, I went back and forth between putting abandon two and three with Sand Valley. Yeah. Sand Valley, I rank higher on the fun value, but Bandon is, you can't argue against Bandon the fact that they have, so let's see, they've got four courses there now five six with the par three um that are all in the top 100 which is just again being at a place where everything's there there's no place really like that anywhere really in the world outside of of scotland for sure they kind of changed they kind of changed the game at least in north america right fair yeah and so you can't argue. I know people can argue against the rankings, but the rankings, you know, there's a reason why they're there. And I would say the one course, number one, I want to go back because I want to play Sheep Ranch. It looks unbelievable. I've it's seen supposed it. to launch. I know they supposed to launch next month. I don't know if it still is. Um, Some of these pictures of Sheep Ranch just look It looks incredible. More shoreline than I think any other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of the courses there but so obviously i want to go back because i want to play sheep ranch i also want to go back for two more reasons i have three reasons sheep ranch is one two is i did it wrong the first time i went in the 
sense that I didn't play um, the par three course first. We ended with the par three course. If I could do it again, I would play the par three first and end with it because it's a really good warm up. The holes, every par, there's 13 holes. Um, every I mean, your, your, your second trip to the bandit, it's going to be the best one, right? Because oh, yeah. you kind of know you're going to know where to go yeah. a little bit. You're going to yeah, yeah. how to use your time. First time you're just going to try to play Pacific yeah. and take it. I also would practice I've never, differently. I've never been. I'm just listening to you talk about. It. Yeah, yeah, and I I made a mistake practicing before. I was like trying to get my game in a in a good spot, hitting like the shots I hit in L.A. I shouldn't even yeah. have been worried about that. I should yeah. have just been flighting everything and learning my yardages. You know, with fighting it and three quarter everything. One crazy swing easy. It's true. It's true. Um, (laughs) So the order of what I play is two. Three is I want to play Bannon Trails again. And I want to play them all again. But Bannon Trails, and I know it doesn't get as much. uh, A lot of people don't talk about trails because it's the one that's not on the water. But again, there's something about being in the big pines and the trees with elevation change. And the 11, 12, 13 on Bannon Trails, to me, I call like their Amen Corner. It's like unbelievable going through that turn. You love elevation change. I do. And just being in the trees in the forest, Bannon Trails is like a spiritual experience, I'm telling you. You know what's amazing just for me as somebody to listen to you like talk about the course or the whole place is everybody's got a different favorite course. There's no unanimous. I think – Pacific people say for the views, but it sounds like Sheep's Ranch might might end up winning or at least creating a debate there. But yeah. people talk about Old McDonald being super fun, right? Like, yeah. it's classic Kaiser, right? But like, yeah. how do you create so many good ones? <laughs> yeah, Old Mac was my least favorite. Yeah. You know, I loved it, but of the list, I put it at the bottom. A yeah. lot of people, Old Mac is number one. Yeah, and that's good. So I got to go Bannon too, just because it's like, there's nowhere else in the world where you can have that many premier golf experiences that are so different in the same property. You get to stay in the cabins and in the forest and it's awesome. That's great. I got to, I got to get there. You're uh, making some headway on the uh, Kaiser list, which is pretty cool. Um, Number two for me is Robert Trent Jones golf club. And, uh, Virginia. Whoa. Um, got to a lot put, of wild cards out there. I love it. It's a good mix. Uh, I, I've kind of thought about this in like all different parts of the country, right? Like my golf travels and like, mm. it makes you think of golf takes you to such great places and really gets to, to see how big our country is mm-hmm. and how beautiful it is. And like all these different reasons were described. Yeah. So I, I when I, I interned out in DC in college, I had a friend who I lived with was a member there. I was like, I was spoiled, right? I got to play there. So for those of you who don't know, Robert Trent Jones Golf Club had the president's had the President's Cup four times. It was kind of like when the President's Cup was kind of starting in the nineties, they would host it there a lot. So it was like ninety-four, ninety-six, I think two thousand, two thousand five. Obama's a member there now. Oh. Um, it's so it's got that whole dc kind of cool president's cup history and then like yeah that is cool but it's definitely kind of a it's just super fun again like i guess that's kind of my theme it's um it's kind of on the river so it's kind of got like a deep south kind of thing um more deep south 
big very presidential the cup very different and very <laughs> obama very but maybe it's like maybe sometimes the experiences you're just not used to in all of your life like me the deep south and then when you go and play somewhere that you just love it's like it just sticks in your head yeah i think that's interesting about golf right like you know at least for me on this list it's like this is a golf course that is super fun and, and it's a great president's cup like a, a Ryder cup kind of course because it's like very risk reward you know a lot of you know a lot of cool shots um a lot of water um got some sirens here in the back yeah. you know yeah keep it going on the deep south now we're in the city <laughs> living uh, so but robert Trent jones i mean it's just um that's a think? private club um oh it's but, private. Um, actually obama was playing there last week so people were giving him some slack for uh you know quarantine he's out playing golf but uh uh so it's amazing. a pri- nobody can play it's private only it is private only um i don't know if it should have been on the list then it, it's fair and i think we talked about some credentials there and now i'm thinking <laughs> about it i felt like i uh <laughs> i felt like i was you know just able to play it because i knew i had a friend who okay. was there out there all the time he's like just go out and play you know go, you yeah. got it like you get, um but um yeah so i'm kind of hitting all parts of the country and I'm not really hitting, I think you're kind of hitting some cool, I don't know, I don't, resort's not the right word, but like, you know. It's more destination. Courses, more destination where I'm kind of yeah. like, these are kind of certain golf courses yeah. in different parts of the country. Before we hit our number ones, uh, I don't think we exactly answered this question. I want to dig in on this a little. What makes you want to play a, what do you think, is there a single thing that, makes you want to play a course or makes you think about a course more like is it the like I didn't quite get it I want another chance where it's the courses that you are rewarded the more you play them do you think that like strategically gets people coming back and like people build courses with that in mind or do you think it's more like the sheer beauty and the like holes and the layouts and I'm curious what makes you want to come back. I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty, it's a tough question. I think you, you can get beauty everywhere. Yeah. Right? We're kind of describing that. You can get it on the ocean, you can get it in the mountains, you can get it in the yeah. south, you can get I think it's just how. Maybe it's indescribable. What, what, Maybe it's just something that's your, there. Well, so if you got to play some course, and I got to play Robert Trent Jones, why is it a great experience? Well, it was a great summer. I was living out in DC, like, or you're on a great buddy trip with your best friends. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think some people really like rankings and history, mm-hmm. PGA Tour connection, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think the right. cor- if the courses are too hard, they sometimes you don't want to go back. All right. Number one, this is what, if you're still listening, this is what, this is what you're here for. You want to hear what number one is. And it's probably not a shock, but it is, I mean, it's, it's basically one of the best days of my life when I played this course. And I had so much joy just being there. I've been there twice. I only got to play it once. Uh, that I, I tied my best score ever when I played there. I shot a 75. I heard of it. And... Uh, I it's it's St. Andrews the old course at St. Andrews sounds cliche but honestly 
the way I like to describe my experience at St. Andrews um, is, and I could talk so much about St. Andrews, maybe we'll do an entire out of the office uh, episode about it one day, but uh, I describe it as everyone that's at St. Andrews playing that day is they're all having one of the best so days. Jealous. So jealous. So you're, jealous. Everyone there knows that they're all having like a really special experience. The people that work there know it and they lean into it and they treat you amazing. And there is a, it's the history, but there's like a vibe there that you can't describe. You know that you are in a very special place and every other, the whole town. That's the home of golf. It's the home of golf, but it's like, (laughs) there's a pub and there's a golf shop. There's a pub and there's a golf shop. And I spent so much money on souvenirs and gear just because there's a million shops and all the shops, fun facts, all the shops in St. Andrews have unique St. Andrews logos. So you weren't, Um, you weren't saving your money for quarantine. No, no, looking back, maybe I should have, but, uh, the, and again, going into like, obviously St. Andrews, some people have like given it flack. It's not like the best course. And when it's not windy, it's gettable, but like, fuck that. Like it's the most incredible historic experience. Plus you can go to five other courses in St. Andrews or drive 20 minutes to Kings Barnes drive an hour or and a half to Glen Eagles and Royal Troon. I mean, being in Scotland is amazing, but St. Andrews is a special, special place. And what would you say the most memorable part of your round was when you played St. Andrews? Like, I mean, it's all great, right? It's all blur in some ways, right? You're kind of like, you're just, you're just like taking everything in. I'll tell you. Was it your, was it your caddy? So actually, Brett Murray, I'm, uh, we still talk to this day. The caddy, uh, Brett was amazing. He was only a few years older than me, so we had an amazing time. He was, like, telling me. I was still in the zone. He would tell me, like, cut it five yards off that hill, and I would do exactly what he says. Um, but we had a lot of fun. I would say my most memorable moment was getting to the tee uh, at the road hole. And I, for the first time, I realized I was one over on the day. And I was so in the okay. zone, I wasn't paying attention. And because I just birdied, I think I birdied 14 or 15, I don't remember. But anyways, I'm, I just now realized that I could shoot my first ever even par. Because, you know, you can birdie 18 um, pretty easily. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, rip it. I mean, that's the widest fairway in the yeah, world. Yeah, exactly. Rip your driver um, and... Make sure you Although carry that right enough miss, on the looking at the shot. city. Don't go in the that, valley. That's trouble. <laughs> yeah. second, second shot's a little tougher than people yeah, think, though. Go that's ahead. That's true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, no, the mix of thinking that I could shoot even par for the first time in my life, which I still have never done, being at St. Andrews, my first time in St. Andrews, um, while also having to trust hitting over a hotel, I, there's only been a few times in my life that I've been that nervous. And I was striping my driver all day. So I didn't really think about where to go. I was more so just like, let's hit this thing. And what I should have done is taken the left route. What a lot of pros do is they hit it in the other fairway. You're just playing this back in your head, aren't you? And I missed it a little bit right, and I got in the high grass. And then I pulled it, and it went left of the bunker, the 
I don't think that's actually called the hell bunker. I can't remember. Hell's bunker. Um, no, not that one. But that's not the bunker. You're, that's like the worst bunker to be at. Cause then you have to like hit a high shot with the road behind you, which you don't want to go. And I like chunked it, went back in the bunker. I ended up making double. Um, so you didn't make triple like Vanderbilt. No, you know, but then I ended double. up parring <laughs> 18. Um, but anyways, just like that, obviously making a double at the road hole is kind of awesome as much as it's like, you know, I wanted a chance to birdie 18 to shoot even par, but it was just the whole day. It was magical. I just can't yeah. describe it. Yeah. I mean, you, that's it. I mean, I, how do you get a better experience in golf than that? Yeah. Okay. If you care a little bit enough about this game, I mean, I hope I can get there, right? Oh, we um, go together, 100%. My number one's completely different, and it's only because this, is, this list is about coming out of corn. And I have a, just a pick, and it's actually a private club again. Go figure it out. Um, but it's the course I grew up playing at, Ridgemore Country Club. That would be the course I'd want to go play because it's very familiar to me, and that's where I grew up playing with my family and my brothers. Right. So, but back to your themes here, tree line golf, hmm. old school courses, you know, designed in the late 1890s, early 1900s. Chicago has a lot of them. St. Louis has a lot of them. Um, I think that's where I, well, one, it's accessible for me. It's what I've played the most of. That's the kind of golf I want to be out on. Like, like, you know, tree line, dog legs, small greens quick greens mm. right perfectly manicured you know getting out and playing so so ridge so ridgemore is number one for me because of the, you know the family aspect yeah also if i'm coming out of quarantine where can i go and where to i want to something familiar but like i just loved i just love tree line golf i think it's the ultimate testament mm. you know of a player yeah you know so that's my so but, you can't argue, right? Like you want to play where you've all, where you grew up, you have memories. I get that. Yeah. But then again, listener might be thinking, well, fuck you're number one. I can't even go play it. What, what would you say is what's the first course that comes to mind? If you're able to travel again, you want to go somewhere. But these, are courses, I, but these are courses I've played. That's true. So what right? is there one? So that I, I kind of named that. I've named those the, the okay. previous part, right? Because like the previous four were all around different parts of the country, different times of my life that just stick in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like if I could ever find myself somewhere around there again, I'm going. I'm going to go seek those courses out. Right. So let's, let's end with this. Let's recap our top fives to make the total top ten. And then let's end with one, our top one that we want to get to that we haven't played. I like it. And let's call it. So, again, my list is five, Kapalua in Maui, Hawaii. Um, Branson, Missouri, that includes Ozark National, Buffalo Ridge, and Tiger's New Course, Payne's Valley. Um, Sand Valley in Wisconsin, which includes Sand Valley and Mammoth Dunes and the Sandbox, they're par three. Bannon Dunes, you guys know it well. That's my number two on the uh, coast of Oregon. Um, Bannon Trails is the one course I want to play the most um, that I've played, but also I want to get there to play Sheep's Ranch, their new course that opens this June. And then finally, I've been itching to get back to Scotland since I was there in 2015. Uh, St. Andrews, 
you know, I waited all day from the 4 a.m. line to, and I played at noon. So I, that whole experience is so cool. And being back in the home of golf is just the coolest thing. If you haven't done it, you have to do it. Um, so that's well, my five. Number five for me was Rock, Rock Creek Cattle Company, Montana, mountains, foothills, northwest. Unbelievable. Number four was the Branson theme, but specifically Buffalo Ridge. Branson, amazing new golf destination. I think Buffalo Ridge right now is still the best course there. Um, number three was the Deep South, Squire Creek in Chaudron, Louisiana. David Tom's home course. Remember that. Yeah. Um, number two is Robert Trent Jones Golf Club, Gainesville, Virginia, where they hosted the President's Cup. Uh, had an amazing summer getting to play there. And number one was Ridgemore Country Club in Chicago, uh, but with the theme of old school tree lined um, urban golf. Uh, so. That's top five. Need to get to post-quarantine. <laughs> All right, I'm going to kick it to you. The number one place you want to go that you haven't played yet. It's hard. I mean, it, there's a million, Ev, you know, but if I think about it and it's like, what is the one course I, I think about all the time I'd love to play that I could maybe do sooner than later? It's Arcadia Bluffs. Whoa. Up in Arcadia, Michigan. Um, way up on the northern, like, you know, upper, near the upper peninsula yeah. of Michigan. I've heard amazing things about Michigan. Crawford. Yeah, it's right on, it, the course is right on the Lake Michigan. Um, it'd be like a six, seven hour drive from Chicago. Um, and they've got a really cool uh, setup with the clubhouse and, you know, amenities and like kind of, uh, could be like a kind of experience we talk about yeah. too. Um, I mean, I'd love to get overseas. I'd love to, like, play St. Andrews and those things. But, like, that's a course that I think, I, you know, you, I could get to sooner than later. But, like, it's total bucket, total bucket list. It just looks just beautiful. Yeah. How about you? Um, so you might think I would say, like, Ireland, you know, or, like, Billy Bunyan. Or which, like, I, which I've never played, which I'd love to get Or Cabot to. Cliffs in Nova Scotia and other Kaiser property. So great. Obviously, everything they do is amazing. Honestly, the funny thing is you would think all of the time that Riggs has been from Barstool has played Pinehurst would want me to play there more. I actually kind of want to play there less. He's, like, overdone it, you know? Yeah. I, mean, um, I think his chipping's getting worse, but what a life, though. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Eventually, I want to get there. But my number one uh, is kind of a random one. It has to do more with where it is. I've been feeling drawn to Montana for years. And a lot of celebrities yeah. go there to just like unplug. I feel like Montana is so beautiful. And Big Sky, especially, but that Rock Creek Cattle Company that you mentioned, yeah. I've been looking at those pictures. I just want to go there because, like, you, like know, you mentioned, yeah. like hanging with friends, shooting guns, being outside, going on hikes, playing golf there. I mean, it just looks unbelievable. I, would, I just want to go to Montana. What's also really cool, which you love, it stays light till 1030 at night there. Right? Yeah, and there's just, that. it's such a big piece of property. And mostly that's what Montana is like. It's like at your disposal at any time you want, yeah. right? Total place to unplug, too. No, no phone reception up there, too, which is great. Good. So. All right. Well, guys, that's it. Your top 10 destinations once uh, COVID's this, over. This it was is kind an of episode, fun. Yeah, this is an episode. Like we kind of put ourselves out there. I'm, like, getting excited to, like, go somewhere again. <laughs> if you like 
golf courses, you like traveling, you like playing, which I think a lot of the listeners do. This is our take, you know, and where we've yeah. been and where we'd like to go. So, no, it was good, Ev. Well, we'll share this, and I'll be looking forward to everyone's responses on social at the Par Train on Twitter and Instagram. Maybe we'll add some to the list based on places you. And I need gone. to say, I need to say one more thing. I made a typo earlier. It's not the Polly Roback Women's Hat that just got. It's the Molly. Okay. Oh. So for all ladies out there getting Roback hats, it's the Molly, not the Polly. And they're they're great. Got testimonials everywhere. I had to throw it in. Love it. All right. Well, that's it. Enter the code stay home at roback.com for 20% off. If you haven't done that yet, the code won't be lasting too much longer. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. This was a nice little mini vacation. Now let's go play some golf. Right? All right. 